to the Gym Podcast. Uncut, unfiltered, unreal. Welcome everyone. Hello. Welcome to the Gym Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jimbo Fisher. And joining me today is not the one and only Randy Darsh, but rather the one and only that guy. What is going on, my peoples? Oh my goodness. So, unfortunately, Randy um, couldn't make it today. Uh, our, our poor lad is, is quite ill, very sick. Uh, from my understanding, his, his voice is practically gone. Um, mm. And so filling in today, thankfully, is that guy. So we're so thankful to have you on board here. Oh, no problem, man. I got y'all's back. Got the back. Got the back. So, I mean, yeah, college football. Um, for the first week, for the, for the first time, rather, in literally 10 years, I missed a Wisconsin home game uh, on Saturday. And unfortunately, couldn't watch really any college football that entire day due to a classic fall wedding. Uh, but that guy, I know that you watched some games. If you want to discuss just in general what happened, I missed all of it. Like, what, what did I miss? Well, we missed some frustration and some sadness. Um, I could start on the TCU or Clemson front. TCU not being so sad and sadly Clemson not being sad, although I wish Clemson was sad. It's it's complex. We can explain. Okay. So, of course, you know, we had the Clemson... Uh, Syracuse game this weekend and in classic Syracuse Dino Babers fashion they have a big lead they dominate yep. and then they fall apart just screw up did they fall apart and they did fall apart okay. they were up 21 to 10 then it was 27 21 oh, no. lost Syracuse offensive line um decided to um just give up. crap the bed just give up yeah. they could not block anybody and they let Clemson have life in that little cute orange building they have <laughs> and they just inflicted all their elite susness on the Syracuse. Uh, here's the thing. I'm looking now at the like ESPN win probability statistics, and it looks like uh, very late in the third quarter, Syracuse had an 85% chance of winning. At one point, Syracuse was winning 21-10 to 10 in the third quarter, yeah. almost the fourth quarter, and they found a way to lose. They found a way to give Clemson 17 points in the final quarter of the game. And, you know, even though Clemson won that game – there's some aspects they didn't win it in. First, DJ went back to looking like his bad self. As you recall, DJ actually had, for his standards, a hot last two weeks. True. For DJ's standards, he had a very good past two weeks mm-hmm. until this game, which he was horrible and got benched for the highly touted recruit club, Nick. He was who benched? Wasn't, Are you serious? He was benched. No way. He was benched. Now, he had not... like two interceptions and a fumble. Oh, my God. You know, wow. basically it's a classic, classic DJ. Classic DJ poo kind of game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he, he he came back. <laughs> Classic DJ was gone for a couple weeks, and he decided to have a you know homecoming uh, okay. on Saturday. They put in Klubnik, and Klubnik statistically didn't do a whole lot, but the offense for Clemson's bad standards on offense this year, mm-hmm. Klubnik looked like he had more poise over the offense, at least on sure. that weekend. I can somewhat, somewhat agree with Dabo keeping DJ the starter because <sighs> Klubnik, why he was good, why Klubnik was good, there are things that still DJ does better. Again, by Clemson's bad offensive standards. I guess like there the concern are things... for Clemson is like they clearly are in a good position to make a playoff run at this point. Undefeated, pretty soft schedule up ahead. I mean, they're going to be probably undefeated heading into the playoffs at this point. But like DJ ain't the guy. Like DJ ain't going to beat Ohio State or Alabama or Georgia, you know. But but Klubnik yeah. might. So like, why not start the guy now? You know what I mean? And like, give him some reps and give him some time to prepare and see if he is elite. Right, it's just, I think the only reason that DJ is going to start is simply because of the fact that 
he has shown some mobility this season to this point. Mm-hmm. And I think his touch interception ratio, at least now, it's 14 touchdowns to five interceptions uh, it's decent. for DJ on the year. But it's for, decent. But it's not, not great. Playoff, it's, decent. it's not playoff caliber. Right. You know, right. right. <laughs> and, and as you recall, DJ's stat line last season was nine touchdowns to nine interceptions. <laughs> yeah. So um, there's nowhere to go but up. That's true. That's true <laughs> at that point. But yeah, it's just Clemson. Now, the committee, I'll, I don't want to harp on Clemson too long, mm-hmm. but the committee with Clemson, they are agreeing with us somehow because really? Clemson has been stuck at five over and over and over again, which is at least good. I would think they should be worse than five, but they right. haven't been moving them up. They haven't been moving them anywhere. That's so good. the committee has agreed with us. That's good. Um, I guess, should we move on to TCU TCU, real quick? yeah. What happened to TCU here? I mean, I think this is a very sus team as well. Did they look legit last week or – well, TC won, but it was it was a slightly Mickey Mouse win, a slightly okay. Mickey Mouse for okay. TCU because Adrian Martinez left the game. They put in the backup Will Howard, who looked okay for a while, and yeah. then it went to crap, and Kansas State lost 38-28, which really sucks for Kansas. I hated that. I hated seeing this Adrian This is another Martinez game I'm looking at. At one point, Kansas State was up 28-10. to Yeah, like, and then the wheels uh, just fell off. It's just, I don't get it, dude. Like, you got to finish. At one point, they had like a 90... 91% chance of winning, it looks like, um, Yeah. in the first half. So I, that's just – Mickey Mouse. I know what you mean, man. Mickey Mouse written all over it. Yeah, it is. But, I mean, TCU's a good team. I mean, you know. But <sighs> still, it, it wasn't It wasn't, It wasn't. wasn't like a legit, legit. Sure. Now, granted, you know, the TCU went over Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma's been winning a little bit lately, so it looks better. But Oklahoma's still pretty good. sus. Yeah. The, Big 12, the Big 12 is just really weird this year. You know, it just – there's not a clear really front weird. runner per se – like there, there are front runners, but there's not like the, the Big Twelve doesn't have an Ohio State or an Alabama. There is no like litmus test yet. I mean, Oklahoma, Oklahoma was that be, team. But, they used to yeah. be, but they're not anymore. So it's like we don't really know how good or bad these teams are. You know? Yeah, we really don't. It's really Oklahoma State and TCU in the front because mm-hmm. with Texas's loss over the weekend, they're sure. kind of in the rearview mirror a little bit. Who did Speaking Texas of, that was a. Again? Yeah. <laughs> They lost to Oklahoma State, and honestly, uh, Texas kind of came down from their high of having a rebounding season so far. It was a pretty draining tech, draining loss, I think, Texas as far as their trajectory this season. Sure, they're gonna they're gonna make a bowl. They won't go four and eight or five and seven like last year. Yeah, but this I mean, this this, it's still, this changes the yeah. course from like possibly a New York Six appearance, you know, like a very big year for the team to just. Kind right. of pretty good, but but with Texas, I mean, they've got the talent to be a New York Six team. You know, they've got the talent yeah. to win the Big Twelve and maybe even make a playoff run, uh, especially with Quinn Ewers. But it looks like he had a pretty bad day. Two touchdowns to three nineteen for forty nine. He was yeah. nineteen heck, for forty nine. Yeah, I don't understand that. I don't get that either. Weird stuff. Weird stuff. Really weird stuff. Um, one quarterback who, from my understanding, had a decent game. Golden Graham, Graham Mertz. Uh, listen, folks. He did. I'm real sad. You lead I, with this. I'm, I'm sad I couldn't make it. I, I, so I obviously didn't watch the game, but I saw the highlights. Um, I mean, Graham was 13 for 21, but he had 200 yards, two touchdowns. And Wisconsin, like, dominated this game, from my understanding, from, from start to finish. Uh, the final score is not indicative of how much of a load it was. Um, at one point, it was 35 to 10, uh, like halfway through the fourth quarter. So that should give you an idea. Um, but I, I just got to say, Jim Leonard... Overall, pretty impressed. It, it seems like he has the boys really rallied and really believing in his in his new system. So, I'm optimistic heading into the final stretch, the final third of this season. Here, um, the goal really for me is just to make a bowl game. I mean, it, we are a laughable four and four right now, but it feels like we have a lot of momentum and are at least playing up to the caliber of what you'd kind of normally expect 
out of a Wisconsin team. Not great, but like pretty good football. You know, and, and I think they've this, been on that streak. I'd agree. Yeah, I'd if agree. we they've continue been, to play on, yeah. good football, we'll be like that's that's satisfying. Like the game we played against Purdue, that'll beat Maryland, that'll beat Iowa, that'll beat Nebraska and Minnesota. Like we can win out if we play well. Like it just comes down to that at this point. It's execution. You know, right. Um, so, yeah. And just, just about Wisconsin real quick, their last four games are Maryland, Iowa, Nebraska, and Minnesota. Yeah. With the, with the only two road games being Iowa and Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm not I sure think, jinx it, but I'm not too worried. <laughs> right. I, I'm just saying, I think for Wisconsin, the team has shown a good response to him. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to get the interim title removed and be the full head coach of the Wisconsin Badgers. I think so, too, especially with Lance Leopold. I hate to say it. His, the Kansas uh, year has kind of been... Falling apart. To be fair, the quarterback has been a reason right, for that. right, um, and I think Lance still is a great like he's. I think he's going to do great things wherever he goes. It's just maybe he's not this like clear cut, drop everything, hire him kind of thing that we maybe do you, all. Do you think he's going to do great things for Nebraska? Oh no, I think PJ Fluke might <laughs> try to do great things. You know, what? this is a good segue. Let's talk about this. What's the deal with Nebraska right now? It seems like this is the biggest head coaching position available. Now that Jimmy is pretty much set with Wisconsin, I mean, do you think it's going to be Lance Leopold? Do you think it's going to be PJ Fluke, like we've been hearing? Well, to avoid rambling on for 30 minutes about Nebraska, <laughs> you know, Nebraska's problem, when people say Nebraska stuck in the past, at first you think, okay, they're just kind of saying that jokingly, but they're not. Nebraska's athletic director, I believe, is a former linebacker on a 1995, 1996 Nebraska Cornhuskers team. Nepotism <laughs> needs to stop. Yeah. Out with the old and with the new. I'm not, you know, doing the get off my lawn old man thing. Sure. But the thing is with Nebraska, they need a fresh face with a fresh start. No alumni. No alumni. Well, a yeah. whole new beginning. I'm slightly biased because Jimmy, you know, Jim Leonard is an alumni. Um, but yeah, like at a minimum, you need you just need fresh blood in there. You need like a totally yeah, perspective. See, you know, <laughs> Jim Leonard's an alumni, but on one hand, we've seen him do good things. You know, True. on Wisconsin staff. True. Now, granted, you know, like defensively, they're not the best this year. But a lot of injuries, willing, a lot of new guys. There's a lot of injuries, a lot of new yeah. guys. It's a wash. It's 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 a it's Mickey Mouse to judge their defense right. this year. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, I mean um, Nebraska in general. It's it's weird because Scott Frost on paper should have been like at worst just an okay hire. You know, I don't think anyone expected this train wreck that we saw, which leads me to believe that, you know, maybe it's not all frost. Maybe at some point it is the program itself is just in a position where, uh, you know, the game has changed. The, the outlook of college football has changed so much. It's it's difficult for a team like Nebraska, that's not like a very sexy brand, to, you know, become elite. I mean, it, it's, I, with all due respect, I mean, it's it's the state of Nebraska, folks. I mean, have you seen Lincoln, Nebraska? It is the most boring college town, if you can call it that, imaginable. Um, yeah, it, it I, is. And it's I just, know. you know, yeah, I, I just don't really know with them. Um, I'm try- I'm looking through the Please. app here, looking at some games. Um, should we even talk about West Virginia for like five minutes or like two minutes? Oh, I think they... Steve would appreciate that. What's going on? Yes. I'm I'm just they lost forty to ten to Texas Tech and you know last week they didn't they looked better last week. Um They beat Baylor. They did beat Baylor and they came off that high and then they lost to Texas Tech oh, forty eight to, to ten. 
Yikes. Four eight ten and, and Texas Tech is not that good. They're not, not that bad, but they're no. not that good. I mean, they're not they're not the kind of thing that beats you four eight to ten unless you're pretty sus. Right. You know, yeah. And, you know, they do have close losses to Kansas State and Oklahoma State, but you know, I'm not gonna give up participation trophies for that. I think Neil Brown is basically done and so. it's gonna be it's gonna be yet because they they play TCU yeah, next week. Yeah, looking at their <laughs> schedule, I mean, are they gonna beat Oklahoma or Oklahoma State? I mean, they'll they'll be lucky to make a bowl game this year. It looks like just yeah, they will. Um, I think five and yeah. seven gets them fired. And for what it's worth, I think West Virginia as a brand, like in my mind, is has more potential than like Nebraska <laughs> at this point. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I think so too. I mean, they, they listen. They've had some good seasons. You know, yeah. twenty. You know, they had some good times with Dana Holgerson. Mm-hmm. You know that that beat down at Clemson in the Orange Bowl back in yeah, 2012, yeah. 70 to thirty one. You no, know, they've had good times like that, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know what to say about them. But uh, that's all I got. I guess that's all I got personally on that. I'd um, like them to succeed. I think they're they're a pretty likable, likable program. I mean, country. Oh, I like them too. You know, they're they're hard to hate. Um, and I think in a lot of ways, actually, Wisconsin has a lot of parallels to West Virginia, as far as like being one of the teams that like some of the best programs to have never won a national title. Um, yeah, we're, we're up oh, there definitely. With them. So it's, I'd like to see them succeed for for you know just as, as bros kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Uh, do you watch the uh, Ole Miss game? I didn't watch anything, man, dude. I was at the wedding from like oh, I forget eight a.m. till like one thirty a.m. the next day. It was see, I was I was hoping you'd find a TV in some bar somewhere that you'd be able to just look at or something. Well, I mean, it's like it was a funny story, real quick, actually. Like, so the the um, the bride and groom are both very big Wisconsin fans. They both went to Wisconsin, so we knew them, and right. especially the the groom, shall we say? Um, you know, he he was he felt bad that the game was on during, you know. Wisconsin home game. It was homecoming weekend. When they planned the wedding, they didn't. We, the schedule wasn't out. You can imagine, kind of a thing. Um, but, but at right. one point, like right after the ceremony got done, um, you know, we were about to take pictures, and for the first time, like you know, he could breathe and like check his phone or something. You know what I mean? For just a few moments, at least after the after getting married, and we both like talked to each other after, and like the first thing we said, we looked at each other and like grabbed each other's shoulders and said, 14 to nothing." Because that was the score of the Wisconsin game. But we both said that at the exact same time. <laughs> uh, like a jinx-type moment. Uh, just giving updates as to what was happening. Which I thought was pretty funny. That's just that's college football for you, man. You know, the... It is, man. It really is. Um, but yeah. No, I didn't but watch not anything. To, not, to get us, <laughs> not to get us back on track on accident. But oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Ole Miss, they did what they did. You know, my one... Well, I'll say the final score first. Uh, LSU upset number seven Ole Miss. Yeah, sad about, and that. sad about that. Here's the thing about Ole Miss mm-hmm. that they've had a habit of, and it's not discussed much, but I'll, I'll discuss it now. Sure. They have a habit of looking like the best offense in all of college football for yep. one and a half quarters yep. and then shutting down the operation. I know what you mean. I think it's a Lane Kiffin thing. I think that's a Lane Yeah, it's, 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 it's been a little bit... No, it's not enough of a bugaboo to where I'm saying, oh, it's emergency mode, hit the panic button. No, no. I'm not yeah. saying that, but I'm saying if... Yeah. I'm saying if the trajectory, if that trajectory keeps up, it could be one of those bugaboos you mentioned where it's like, yeah, Lane does this, but then that. Well, the, so here's the thing. I think LSU was immensely underrated heading into this game. I mean, for what it's worth, man, LSU is currently 6-2. and two. Like, a 6-2 and two yeah. LSU most years, no one's going to scoff at that. But for whatever reason, they were unranked heading into this game uh, at home. I mean, I, it's, I, I, can't, I can't blame Ole Miss too much. I mean, at the end of the day, like, Ole Miss isn't... They're not Bama. They're not Georgia. We shouldn't hold them to the same standard. You know, their like, defense is really bad. Their defense is really sus. Auburn Lane, scored thirty-four. Auburn scored thirty-four on Ole Miss. I, I get that, but what Lane Kiffin has done in the in the handful of years he's been there has been nothing short of impressive in my mind. I mean, oh yeah, he's absolutely. made them into a consistently ranked team and a team that is always it seems 
at least on the verge or in the discussion of being a New York Six team. And for Ole Miss, I mean, it's Ole Miss, man. I mean, a, a, a decent program, but like they're not they're not blue blood. Yeah, I, I know they're an SEC yeah. team, but like they're not they're not Bama, they're not LSU, they're not even Florida. You know, they're kind of a mid ish sort of program in the SEC. And for Lane Kiffin to come in and do what he's done in such a short time, I like what I see, man. I still like Lane. One game is going to make you change my opinion, you know? It's not. It's just that it's just a little – it's just my little bugaboo, my little nitpick with Ole Miss offensively is that they – man, can I really say this? They kind of blow their load too early offensively <laughs> in games. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> can I – okay. <laughs> they really do. They Like, yeah. for example, do you remember – did you watch the Ole Miss-Kentucky game earlier in the year? Um, I don't think I did. I I See, if you watched the first quarter of that game, you would have thought Ole Miss was going to win by 20. But yet what happened was is Kentucky mm-hmm. only fumbled on their last drive. They would have won the sure. game if they didn't fumble. Yeah, look at so it's, it seems like well, yes. it, it seems like Lane Kiffin likes to run like a very high-flying, like explosive-type offense. Oh, it's fun like, to watch. It's fun as off guard. And like, it seems like he, he catches teams off guard for, yeah, like the first half maybe. But like a good team will make adjustments and like kind of figure out, right. you know, and in that regard, like, Lane Kiffin's offenses can be a bit one-dimensional, I believe. Like, they, they really rely on, like, a very good passing game. You know? Right. In fact, their, their scheme their scheme is Ohio State-esque looking. I could see that, a, yeah. A little bit with with just the, you know, now granted, you know, there's like 50,000 spread right. offenses out there. But, so, Ohio but still. State, but without C.J. Stroud and all that incredible wide receiver talent around them. I mean, they're talented, make right. a mistake. This is still an SEC team, but... You know what I mean? It's 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 tough to right. compete with the big boys. Um, and just to cap off on that, you know, Ole Miss was actually up seventeen to three in that game, and it looked bad for LSU. It's classic, but they figured it out. They, they figured it they out. They figured yeah. out. They went on a they went on a forty two to three run to close That's the game. That's insane, man. That's insane. But for what it's worth, man, I mean, that was a home game, right? That was a home game for LSU. Like, I, I question if you could have that type of flow. You know, if this was played at Ole Miss. For what it's worth, I, I think LSU is a great team. And looking at LSU's schedule, dude, just looking ahead, they've got a big game against Alabama coming up soon. Just saying. Just saying. Again, at home, if I were a Bama fan, I'd be kind of nervous. Now, I know Bama fans can't feel nervousness, but, like, I'm almost nervous for them. You know? I'm almost nervous for Randy at this point. Um, a shame he's not here to defend himself. I'm sure he's very furious hearing me say this right now. But it is what it is. All right, All so right. with um with kind of the recap out of the way here, shall we move on then to the upcoming games for this uh, Saturday? That guy? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, I can just kind of state them off. And we can discuss them one by one here. Um, and I'd like to go in chronological order here. So kicking things off at 11 a.m. on Saturday, we've got number two, Ohio State. The Ohio State University. The Ohio State. At number 13, Penn State. Um, I would argue that this is probably the biggest game of the year for Penn State, at least the biggest home game. And yeah. I kind of feel bad for them. This is early in the morning, dude. It's going to be cold. And it's it's going to be cold. And, <laughs> you know? And you know what? I can already see how this game is going to go. Tell Both me. offenses will look like they just got out of bed yeah. for a quarter and a half. <laughs> we will see a pick from CJ and a pick from Clifford okay. in the first quarter and a half. Okay. And if Ohio State plays their cards right, of course I'm biased, they're going to win this game 34-17, but it'll be close when the final score looks and take two years off my life. I can kind of see that. Like, I, I think Ohio State's going to win. It's definitely, for me, like, a question of, like, do they win by, like, 30, like usual, or only by a couple of touchdowns? You know, it's it's going to be a matter of how good do they look on the road in a pretty tough environment. Um, by our standards, 34-17 is a couple of touchdowns. That's true. That's true. 
I mean, here's the thing. It's like, gonna feel close. It's gonna feel that if way. If this was a night game or like a whiteout or something, like Penn State is notorious for having like a really tough home field advantage. Um, but this again, this being in the morning, man, and daylight savings is happening too, like this week. Um, check your clocks, folks. That's coming up here. Yeah. I just think it's gonna be a snooze fest, and yeah, I think what you described. I think Ohio State pulls ahead late, um, and, and but, breaks the heart. Penn State. Do you know why this isn't a whiteout, though? I have a theory about this. Tell me. So, you know, we have a streak of beating Penn State in whiteouts the past five yeah, years or true. so, right? That's true. James Franklin is actually pulling a 4D chess move. I'm not <laughs> even mad. It's actually very clever. He said, oh, you can't beat us in whiteouts? Well, you know what? We're going to make it the game not a whiteout. Smart. They're trying to reverse jinx us, yeah. and it might work, and James Franklin is pulling the big brains out for this one. So... <laughs> they really are. They're reverse jinxing us right now. No, I can absolutely see that. They, 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 like the thing is, Penn State in general wants to make the whiteout record record look impressive. But as it stands, and it hasn't been when they played yeah, us. They well, played Minnesota. Like they face the best team on their schedule. Like it's realistically, you're probably going to lose. You know, which is brave of them. I'll admit it, it is, is bravery. Brave. It does count for something. But for what it's worth, yeah, they had, they had the whiteout against Minnesota last week and just clobbered them. The final score was forty-five to seventeen. Uh, beautiful to see. Now, granted, Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesota has quarterback Minnesota, problems. They. Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I digress. I digress. Penn State did look good last week. They they clearly have the potential. Like we we know this about Penn State in general. They're decently talented. They have the potential. It's it's really a question of like can they catch Ohio State off guard and like really right. play to their potential? I don't now, think they do. I don't think they do. Penn State has you know they don't have Ohio State level wide receivers, but they're but they're not far behind. Penn State no. you know when on the recruiting trail they recruit some speedsters. They oh, yeah. they recruit the same guys we try to recruit. We go after the same guys. Us in Penn State. Sure, no, I totally. Wise. They they definitely have talent. Yeah. I mean they're one of the most talented teams in the Big Ten. So like again, th- th- there's a chance, but there's also not a chance. That's kind of how I'm looking at it right now. I hear you. Um, at the same time, at 11 a.m. on Saturday, we've got. I think kind of a sleeper hit here, folks. A game no one's really talking about, but I'm looking forward to. Notre Dame at number 16, Syracuse. So here's the thing, dude. In my mind, Syracuse is begging to be exposed yet again. And Notre Dame very quietly has won three of their last four games. Who do you think wins this one? Yes. Yes. There's nothing wrong about what you just said at all. Not a single thing wrong about it. However, but the feeling among the feeling among Notre Dame faithful is that it's like you know they're winning, but they're also kind of shooting themselves in the leg at the same time. It feels like because it's just like watching their offense is sure. so frustrating. And I will say say this about Syracuse. I probably should have said this earlier when we were talking about Clemson, but mm-hmm. I think Syracuse is mentally in the tank now. Really? I think that they're going to. I, I, I mean. That game was a heartbreaker. That game was a, oh, my God, it doesn't get worse than that yeah. type of heartbreaking True. loss. True. And I think Notre Dame is going to catch them off of that, and they're going to beat Syracuse, who's going to be disinterested looking, mm. uninspired looking, mm. and, and Notre Dame is going to get the win and make their year salvageable I again. mean, it's not – like, honestly, like, looking at Notre Dame's um, like year so far, like, yes, they had a really rough start, but the reality is, like, if they somehow can win out – They'd be nine and three, potentially ten and three with a bowl win. Like that's that's solid. Um, really, I think Notre Dame's year doesn't come down to this against Syracuse, but rather against Clemson the week after. So my only concern with the Irish is that they maybe get caught looking ahead um, on the road. You know, it's it's just going to be a matter of. I think it comes down to, to Marcus Freeman and how well he can rally the troops here and to stay focused. Because if Notre right. Dame is focused and wants to win, yeah, they can beat Syracuse no problem. Okay, you know what's funny about that too. <laughs> You know, Notre Dame, um, what was I going to say? Oh, yes. 
you know, um, Marcus Freeman, mm-hmm. he's taken a little bit of, you know, flack for the wide receiver corps being unproductive and all that. But I think he's a, I think he's a good dude and that, you know, he's going to get a lot of time. He should deserve yeah. a lot of time. I like the guy a lot. No, Granny's a former Ohio State player, yeah, so of course of I like course, him. But still. <laughs> it would be it would be foolish for Notre Dame to, like, overreact and fire him or something because of, like, one bad year. I As think, a point yeah. to agree with you yeah. about that, Notre Dame's athletic director has been known for being patient. You know, no, Brian yes, Kelly had a bad year at Notre Dame. Really In 2016, no, like yeah, Notre Dame something? was really – Yeah. Like, four, they went 4-8, and eight and there Terrible. were rumors swirling, but their AD, Jack something mm-hmm. – it's Jack Swarbuck or something. I don't know how to mispronounce or whatever. But he stood firm and said, no, he is staying. And obviously that paid off. Because we know how good Notre Dame was after 2016. Yeah, playoff team. Yeah. Playoff team, like a couple of times in a row. So I think the key Notre is, Dame has been rewarded for patience. Yeah, patience I think the key to get is, people. as long as Freeman shows like potential and, and, and growth, and especially you know, on the recruiting trail, I think this offseason is going to be big for them. If they can you know, sign some good recruits and really start developing his his vision for the team, Maybe get some guys in the transfer portal. Uh, I think that can go a long way. So I, that I like being said, I agree. That being said, he's gonna need to make some hard decisions with this staff. He's gonna have to have the balls to fire people. True. And hire people. True. True. Tommy Rees has got to go. I, that's yeah, absolutely. So we'll we'll see what happens here. But in the meantime, fun game to look forward to. I think it should be a close game regardless. Yeah, um, I agree. Up next game, I want to talk about that. I no one has talked about. I'm serious. No one has talked about this game. But I'm. Looking forward to feasting on this one. Rutgers at Minnesota. Minnesota has quietly lost three games in a row, including last week a blowout loss to Penn State. And they looked really good to start the year. Yeah, they yeah. Looked well, I mean, they looked good against a terrible schedule. I'm sorry. They played nobodies, and now they're playing at least teams of the pulse, and they're getting beaten. You know, um, I wonder why you wanted to put this in the uh, schedule for the podcast today. I wonder why you wanted to talk about Rutgers, curious. Minnesota. I just it's have curious. no idea, dude. You know, I, I've done a lot of handing on Minnesota, but I'll give some love. Rutgers is having a pretty solid year for Rutgers. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, not like an incredible team. But, hey, man, they're 4-3. and three. they got a winning record right now. They might be bowl-bound. And the thing is, looking at their schedule, dude, the, the rest of the year, they've got Minnesota, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, and Maryland. Okay? This is a must-win game for them. If they want to be 6-6 six and six and make a bowl game, all right, they got to beat Minnesota because the only other team that they could potentially beat this year is is probably at Maryland to close out the season. Like, there's no way Rutgers beats Michigan or Penn State. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I, I think they I know this. That. I think they know this. They almost, almost, almost beat uh, Nebraska last week. They, they This team's going to be motivated, okay? They, they, they can do it. I want them to win so badly, because how fun would it be? How cool would it be? For Minnesota to lose to Rutgers. It would, I will say this, though. Nebraska's defense is terrible, and somehow Rutgers only scored 13. So that was a crime. I don't know how Rutgers only scored 13 on Nebraska's defense. That's However, true. Minnesota offensively, yes, they still have a good running game. But, you know, even though it is the Big Ten, it's the modern Big Ten. You still need to complete forward passes to win ball games. Yeah, yeah. We have graduated past 2008 here. Um, I mean, so Tanner Morgan, it's just it seems like his problem is he can't just he just can't score in the red zone just based off his stats here. Seven touchdowns to five interceptions. Um, that's just not going to I mean, it's not high, it's not explosive enough. It's not the finisher, you know, that you want. It, it's not. It's and I not. get that they're I mean, reliant I, on the run game in the red zone, but a team that can shut that down is going to probably beat you. You know? Yeah, listen, it's 2022, and Wisconsin has a better passing attack than Minnesota. Let that sink in. So, let that sink, let in. That sink in. Yeah. <laughs> Minnesota, Minnesota bad. Minnesota bad. Okay, but not not to beat a dead horse here, I do want to move on. There are a lot of games we want to talk about. But Yeah, there are. Do, there you, are. do you think P.J. Fluke is, like, the reason, they're on this three-game skid, this losing skid, just kind of season falling apart. Do you think it's because he's potentially eyeing up Nebraska 
and is just kind of checked out of the program? Or like what what explains this possibly? Well, we have seen head coaches move to other teams in conference before and basically just kind of move next door. But check out. Check out. But Minnesota, they're I mean, they're not gonna fire him. You're talking no, about no, if he left. No. You're talking about if he just simply left. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I still think Nebraska is eyeing up Leopold big time, okay. and I don't think P.J. Fleck has shown enough, even for Nebraska. By Nebraska's awful stairs lately, I don't even think P.J. Fleck is what Nebraska would be looking for. No, I think Nebraska. I know wants... they had a good. I know. Yeah, I know. I know Minnesota had a good 2019. Thing, I'm dude. aware of that, but I mean, Nebraska wants like forget records and winning. They want a guy like P.J. Fleck. They like the idea of P.J. Fleck. You know, the, oh, the you can hate him, but he's high energy. The high you energy, him, but he's the face, high, the because yeah. that's kind of what Scott Frost was. I mean, Scott Frost was in high energy, but he was like a public figure, a guy who's not afraid to like speak to the media and like take the flack. You know what I mean? Because they, they want a guy like him. For, so if if and when P.J. Fleck fails, they can just blame it on the coach. It's not the program's fault. No, no, no. It's it's our coach. It's the coach's that's, that's the issue here. Think about right. it, David. Uh, Think about it. Uh, but it's I, he, it, you know, yeah. it's just... Real quick, it's just you know, thing about winning, and we're seeing this with a. Well, actually, we should probably talk about a and M later. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get that. That would be twenty minutes long. We don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> right. That will be yeah. <laughs> we should run through the rest of these upcoming games. Sounds good. Yeah, let's let's keep it moving then. Um, huge game, huge game this week in my mind at least. Number one, Georgia Bulldogs at Florida. This is a two thirty game. Here's the thing, dude. Georgia has been incredibly sus all year long, despite being a supposed number one. Um, yeah, well, I'll say it. The sus part about Georgia has been that they have had a, if I have to nitpick again, Georgia fans, I'm going to give you a held at gunpoint answer. If you told me a held at gunpoint and said, say, say a nitpick about Georgia, I'm going to give the answer I would give the person with the gun right now. The one thing with Georgia is that they do have a tendency now to be a bit of a slow starting offense. Not like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like it's the opposite problem Ole Miss has. Ole Miss, yeah, Ole yeah. Miss starts fast and finishes. Yeah. It's the opposite problem. Yeah. It's, oh, for sure. But the problem with Florida, though, that's going to let Georgia win by 30 is that Florida's defense is really not good. Kinda Florida's defense is pretty bad. Um, uh, true. So True. Here's the thing, though, dude. Here's the thing. If looking at Florida, I mean, what I like about Florida is they do have a very high ceiling, specifically in talent. I believe if you were to look up the 24-7, like, cumulative composite team rankings, I believe they're a top 10 team. Um, so, like, again, there there is the potential there. And for what it's worth, looking back, all three of their losses have been against good teams, ranked teams. Kentucky, Tennessee, and LSU. And if you recall, they gave Tennessee a hell of a fight on the road. Only losing that game by five points in something of a shootout. So I think Florida has the potential here. And the real reason I think this is a trap game for Georgia, look at Georgia's schedule. You know who they're facing the week after Florida? Who? Tennessee? Number three, Tennessee. Think about it, dude. I think they've got their eyes just deadlocked on Tennessee. And Kirby Smart seems to me, historically, like the kind of coach that is perfectly content with looking ahead. Perfectly willing to be caught off guard by a team like Florida. Florida's unranked, dude. Florida's unranked. How, how hard can this possibly and be? And the spread you know? is ugly. The yeah. spread is ridiculously high. I think I saw thirty. I think I saw it thirty-one or Stupid. something. Stupid. You you know the Georgia players right now are taking this like a bye week, and that disgusts me. My lock of the week right now is that Florida defeats Georgia. That is a. Yep. If that's right, right I. I'll do something. If you're right about that, I'll do something for you. I'll give you something. Done. I don't know what it will be. You know but... what you can do for me if I get this right? 
treat yourself nitro? and buy yourself <laughs> a Pizza Hut pan pizza. That's my request. I will do that. I actually have I actually have a Pizza Hut just like a couple blocks down. Perfect. I will take a picture of me at the Pizza Hut. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I love this. I love this. Uh, let's keep it rolling. Let's keep it rolling here. Um, let's do it. A team that's been rolling. Kind of. Eh, not really. That's a bad segue. Number nine, Oklahoma State <laughs> at number 22, Kansas State. My question for you, that guy, is will the Big 12 continue to cannibalize itself? Um. Yeah, if, if Kansas State wins this game, then I'm officially going to throw my hands up and um, not try to predict this anymore. Because yeah. if Oklahoma State wins, then we'll have a – if Oklahoma State wins this game, we'll have a clearer – view of the front runners in the conference if, if kansas state wins we will not have any clear view at all yeah i mean maybe TCU, however but yeah I, I know what you mean i know what you mean now kansas state's gonna be awake the, the, it, manhattan's gonna be rocking for this game i think and yeah. spencer sanders why he's not bad he can have some what the heck is he doing spencer sanders moments right. and i Wait. think he's gonna have that against kansas state and i don't know who i'm gonna pick but toss up i I, I, I'm actually going to find out. I'm actually researching right now who's going to play in this game. Okay. Uh, Kansas State's being quiet about whether it's going to be Martinez is coming back or really? Will Howard. So no one knows who their quarterback's going to be to start. Wild card. Um, so it's going to be a wild card. So Oklahoma State, they're going to have to, you know, and practice and all that, you know, right. game plan for both right. of them. Right. So that's that can work to Kansas State's advantage. Now, Will Howard, even though they lost against TCU, mm-hmm. He had stretches of looking like a pretty dang good backup, but then you know the wheels fell off. It's so just, his inconsistency seems to be the fundamental issue here. Um, so like it, that makes this really difficult to predict to an extent. That's the Big Twelve. That's yeah. the name of the Big Twelve all season, every season, dude. It's it's you know what I mean. It's just chaos. It's 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 chaos. And Kansas State could be unranked, and we'd still say the same thing. The numbers yeah. in this game, by their name, does not matter. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. Oklahoma State, Kansas State. It's the Big Twelve. For sure. The rankings just throw out the window for this game. I agree. I um, agree. Uh, but that said, I but mean, yeah. for what it's worth, if Oklahoma State does win this ranked game on the road, I think there is still somewhat of a chance that Oklahoma State can find a way to rally, win out, and maybe sneak into the playoffs. Uh, but obviously this ahead is... Of, ahead of Clemson, I hope, if it comes down to I, that. I mean, I'd, I would rather have Oklahoma State in over Clemson. Like, I, I think even though they have a loss, I think they've played way better teams, a much difficult, much more difficult schedule, you know, more impressive wins. So, yeah. yeah. Give me Oki Light in this one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, moving on, same time frame, 2.30 p.m. Uh, very, very front-heavy week, by the way. Um, a lot of the best games this week are going to be played in the morning and early afternoon. We've got number 17, Illinois, at Nebraska. Now listen to me, dude. In my mind, this has trap game written all over it for it, the Illinois I agree. Illini. Nebraska, okay, Nebraska, yeah, they lost last week, but they seem to have kind of found their footing since firing Scott Frost. And for what it's worth, I'm telling you this right now, Illinois is the most overconfident fan base in the entire nation. They have been utterly insufferable on Reddit, on r slash CFB this year. And I, I just want to see them lose to Nebraska, dude. I want well, to see what's them happening. So you know so this happens even with Syracuse. All the inactive Discord accounts of yep. users that are fans yep. of those teams, yep. then they log in again, remember their password, and then they talk. But how convenient. Names. But yeah. I'm not an Illinois fan hater, but I will say this. <laughs> Illin, I think I think Nebraska is going to be at weak. It's not going to be like earlier oh, in the yeah. year where they oh, are. They're all glum and down and down, you know, in the right, gutter. Right. I think that I'm, I'm, 
I think I'm going to pick Nebraska in this game. For what it's worth, they lost last week to Purdue, but Purdue is decent. And, I mean, they they, they put up a fight, man. Uh, well, two weeks ago, rather, to Purdue. They, they put up a good fight against them. It was a very back-and-forth game. It's the kind of game where, like, Nebraska didn't quit. Under Scott Frost, we saw Nebraska quit and give up the second they kind of faced some adversity. Right. And so, to me, the that's... Close gonna, the yeah. close losses. The close losses everywhere. That's going to be key here, because I, I will give Illinois this credit with under Burt Bielema. They're a very consistent team. Like, they're they're very consistently going to put up, like, seven points each quarter. You know, that kind of team. You know exactly what you're going to get. And so, should Nebraska fall behind early on, like, they need to bounce back. They need to really be motivated. And I think this being at Nebraska plays a big part into that one. So, I think a close game, but I, I, I want to and believe that the Huskers will find a way to to make fun of my former coach, right. Burt Bielema. I don't hate Illinois. It's just, but but yeah, it's just. I, I think I think Nebraska's going to be up now. Granted, the spread is Illinois by seven and a half. Nebraska's going to cover. Oh, Nebraska sure. is going to cover. Sure. That is, yeah. that's a lock. I'm not, I'm not buying that. Yeah, it should have been three and a half. Uh, that would have made more sense to me. Yeah, it should be a close one. Um, I agree. Keeping it in the Big Ten West here, I, I'm I'm highlighting. I just want to give a quick shout out rather to my sickos game of the week, Northwestern. At Iowa, you know, um, <laughs> you know what those you know what those both teams have in common. Tell me, they both have head coaches who need to um, retire. Uh, they There's will never something. be fired. They'll just be told. Yeah, those athletic directors need to tell those coaches that listen, you've been great for us as a program for many decades, but it's time, it's time. to perhaps go. It's time. It's time to go. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, I'm, I'm actually for this worth shocked at how bad Northwestern this is this year. Um, the, I mean, they have off years, but not like this. They they are used to having bad off years. It's wild. I mean, looking back, I mean, really, the the, the track fell off the rails kind of like uh, mid twenty twenty one. At one point last year, they were three and three. They were looking, you know, kind of standard Northwestern, respectable, not great, not even maybe good, but you have to be awake to play them though. At you the know, very least they have since then. They lost their last six games last year and have lost, um, <laughs> you know, six of seven games this year. They're, they're basically one and twelve in their last thirteen games. They're basically I, like, in my mind, there's no way they can win. But on the other hand, dude, Iowa is so bad. Like their their offense is so unbelievably bad that I I just I don't know how I don't know how their defense gets up in the morning. It's and insane, still plays dude. I mean, uh, this is gonna be a fun game to watch. Like I, I generally like it's it's like watching a movie that's so bad it's good. That's what this game is gonna be like. So yeah, it's I'm looking it's forward to get it. it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, but yeah, it's funny, the, synony- the synonyms with the programs, like, mm-hmm. with that, both of the head coaches, it's just, there's a lot of similarities with lot, these two teams, yeah, and just, the, common, yeah, for sure, a lot in common, for sure, um, a game that should hopefully be actually pretty exciting, and full of talent, and good playing, I guess, at least good offense, we've got at night, 6pm, number 19, Kentucky, at number 3, Tennessee, I... Before before we get into it, I just want to say real quick, if, if it was 2014 and I told you that Kentucky and Tennessee was a lot of talent in the field game, <laughs> I know, but what, right? I, what would you have said in 2015 if I told you that? You would have, Dude, yeah. If you told me last <laughs> oh, sorry, year <laughs> that Tennessee would be number three right now and I've just beaten Alabama, I wouldn't have believed you. So I would have called that Tennessee fan copium. That's what I would have called that. What a timeline we live in. Uh, but that said, I, know. I mean, this is at home for Tennessee, which, which you know plays in their favor, but do you think Tennessee, similar to Georgia – might be caught looking ahead, a little bit of an upset alert here in Knoxville. I would say, here's the thing about about uh, that Tennessee's lucky about. Tennessee is lucky they played UT Martin last week instead of this game last week. Mm-hmm. 
That's true. Because, you know, the hungover from the big win game, they had to play an FCS gimme game. So I think that helped Tennessee a lot. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big deal for them. But, you know, Kentucky, while they're really, really good, they are a really, really good team that is the on and off type of really, really good. True. Um, they True. beat Mississippi State and held them to 17 points, although after seeing how Alabama played Mississippi State, maybe it's not impressive to hold Mississippi State. <laughs> it's not right. a lot of points. Right, right. But, you know, that's a whole other thing. But it's just, you know, I still think Mississippi State's a good team. But anyway, I think Kentucky is really – I think they're going to give Tennessee a fight. The only question about Kentucky is Tennessee doesn't have a very good secondary, right? Tennessee yeah. is not very good against the pass. That's like their biggest weakness for sure. That's like their biggest weakness. Yeah. Can, is Kentucky good enough in the passing game to exploit it? Uh, I don't know. Let's I don't know. Here. I mean, their their quarterback, um, Will Levis. Will Levis. Will just, he had a sense. good end of last year. He, he looked really good last he's good, year. He's good. But like the fact is, like if 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 you know Bryce Young couldn't dethrone Tennessee, is is this guy going to? Um, if they do, it, it will only be because you know. Right. I I, I think there's kind of. <sighs> On autopilot, to an extent, I think at this point, Tennessee's entire season just comes down um, to Georgia. You know what I mean? And if, if they're caught looking ahead, that, that could kill them. But we'll see, man. We'll see what we get out of this. I will say this. In passing yards per games, uh, Tennessee is fourth in passing yards per game. Yeah, and Kentucky is 80, Kentucky's 85th. Yeah, so if this comes down to so, a shootout, Tennessee is going to win that. You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Hendon Hooker, I think, is the Heisman front runner at this point. And I mean, this isn't like a spectacular, you know, opportunity, but like a, a good showing here will just really help his case and really solidify him as as yeah. the guy who's going with it all. So I, I like to see this one. Me too. Um, the final game I wanted to talk about. If there's more you want to talk about, we certainly can. But final game I'm really looking forward to here. It's a 6:30 game at night at the Big House. We've got Michigan State at number four, Michigan. I'm gonna say this, and we can discuss it. Last year's upset. Give Mel Tucker $100 million, and this week's game will give us 100 million reasons. To I wish I was Mel Tucker last year. <laughs> I wish I was Mel Tucker last I, year. I I'd think, like $100 million. Yeah, I mean, people give so, they give Jimbo so much crap. They give Jimbo Fisher so much crap for what he's done at AM. But, dog, nothing, in my mind, nothing compares to Mel Tucker and the train wreck that is Michigan State at this point. I mean, well, you know, it all comes down to SEC spotlight and Big Ten spotlight. You know, SEC teams that are suck are good get more get attention, that. whether they that. deserve it or not. But, but it's just, can Michigan State play some pass defense for one half of football? No, no, no. no. I, I, I think no. It's, it's been a predictable, mm-hmm. somewhat disaster season for Michigan State. Although they're not like a. Northwestern level disaster, but you know, well, they would be if they didn't bar. beat us for, for what it's worth. They, they yeah, they there. would be if they didn't we beat you. I mean, you know, they lost to Maryland. It's just, I mean, for what it's Obviously, worth, dude, I think this game is actually a lot more about Michigan. If you recall last season, Michigan's only regular season loss was at Michigan State in that very and they choked game. away. Michigan choked, choked it away. Michigan. It choked away. This is gonna be at home at the big house at night. Michigan hates Michigan State almost as much as they hate Ohio State. I mean, they won't tell you that, but they do. Um, I think this is going to be like a, just a kid in the candy store for, for Michigan fans. They're going to be eating, eating Saturday night, okay? Because I, I'm suspecting a blowout on the scale of like 30, 40, maybe 50 points. Something similar to what we saw when Michigan State played Ohio State just a few weeks ago. They got utterly clobbered. Expect the same this weekend, folks. For the Michigan State haters, the Mel Tucker haters, it's our Super Bowl. Let's face it. It's going to be a great game. <laughs> I just my only question actually for this game is my question is not if Michigan's going to win because Michigan's going to win. My right. question is, 
they have not because Michigan has been so good running the football. They have not asked JJ to really do anything True. in the passing game. They haven't I wonder if Mich- I wonder if Michigan will throw it against Michigan State just because it's a weakness and it's just like mm. it's just like they, they they just throw it just because they can. Good time to, to air it out. Give give them some confidence. You know, maybe work yeah. the playbook a little bit. I can definitely see that. Yeah. Because Ohio State's run defense is better this year. Yeah. Way better this year. So so Michigan, if Michigan's gonna beat Ohio State this year, yeah, they're gonna need they're gonna need to run the, they're gonna need to throw the football. At least a little bit of a threat, win. like something to keep them on, yeah. keep them on their toes. Yeah. I, that's a really good point actually, because last year that is how I'm sorry, but Michigan did beat Ohio State on the ground game, which no one saw coming. You know what I mean? Right. So I mean yeah. they weren't good all year anyway, but we didn't see think it'd be that bad exactly. on, on the exactly. run D. So yeah, I, I I would actually hope for Michigan's sake, for Harbaugh's sake, like if if this is really gonna be a playoff caliber team. You, you would need to be able to have a really dynamic offense with a lot of dimensions and have right. it both a good passing and running game. So, yeah, expect them to try to hopefully experiment a little bit in the playbook this week. So. You know I mean? If it's there, if, if, if a deep ball is there to take, yeah. I think they're just going to take, take simply take because sure. they should. You've got nothing to lose, dude. It's yeah. Michigan. Like, Michigan State ain't going to put a points, you know? You're, you're fine. Yeah. You experiment. Have fun. It's a home game. Right. You know? For sure. Um, I think I actually have a couple games. Just okay. a couple. Sure. Lay down. Um, my lock of the week oh. is Louisville's going to upset Wake, number 10 Wake Forest. They're number 10? I'm, I'm out of the loop. What? I didn't even Wake catch Forest that. Is, yeah, Wake Forest is number 10. Um, I'm disgusted. I'm a little disgusted by it, too. I don't have any hate for Wake Forest. but I have a lot of hate. It's at Louisville. Louisville is the classic underdog, but competent oh, yeah. enough football team underdog. Peak, yeah, it's Louisville, dude. That this is their, it's Louisville. They live, they live for this. <laughs> yeah, it's it's at Louisville. I think this is the classic. They're gonna get a good, a, a feel good win for Satterfield mm-hmm. and upset number ten Wake Forest. Yeah, Wake. I just, uh, I, I've, I don't I'm, hate them. I have no hate for Wake. No, just, I, I do just, hate them. I do hate them. And the reality what? is, like, they've got a decently tough stretch um, of three games to kind of close up the season. At NC State versus North Carolina and then versus Syracuse. And so maybe this is kind of the theme of this episode, it seems. Looking ahead, I could definitely see Wake being caught off guard thinking, you know, looking ahead to these, the, right. that stretch of games. So, yeah, I, yeah. I, I like Louisville as well. That's a good pick. Good luck. NC Louisville. State is some poo-poo, but they're still some competent poo-poo. So yeah, they're well, that's not the, the thing. Wake hasn't played competent teams for the most part. They're yeah, just... they, have a competent, they have a competent loss to Clemson, yeah. but that's about yuck, it. Yuck, yuck. So yeah, man, I, I I could see that for sure. Let's see one more game I had. I had one more. Um, sure. Lead on me. Number ten. Wait, hold on. I have, there's two number ten teams here. Oh, you know what? I think that actually was tied in the poll. I saw two number ten teams. Oh, interesting. So, okay, we have number ten USC at Arizona. Mm, no way! Don't tell me! Don't tell me this is me upset. Ah. Arizona, they have an offense. Arizona has an offense, and USC has a leaky defense. Leaky. Okay. So what's what's Arizona's uh, record? I'm trying to look this up now. They're three and four, but they were one and eleven last year. So Arizona's oh, having a Super Bowl season. Arizona's having a Super Bowl season, being didn't three and four like, instead of one and eleven. Didn't they have like Kevin Sumlin last year? Mm, last I, year was the first year of a new head coach, I, and they okay, were one and eleven. I think it's I Jed think Fish as their coach. I don't even know who that is, dude. Yeah, I think he's a, he was a coordinator, I believe, I don't, for a while. I'll be he's honest, I don't know if I've seen one Arizona highlight this entire season. I don't know if I can name one and player Scooby on Wright the team. in 2014. <laughs> what a weird, what a weird state. What a weird program. I mean, and maybe do you remember just, that Arizona? Which one? Do you remember? Do you remember that Arizona team in 2014 with Scooby Wright and the new Solomon, and they won the Pac-12 South oh, and were yeah, ranked like number yeah, eight yeah, in the yeah. country. Yeah. They were ranked seven in the country. Wild. I remember that dude. I remember that. Yeah, and then they lost to and Boise the Pac- State. 
<laughs> in the bowl, yeah. In yeah. the but you know what's crazy? The Pac-12 championship that year was number two Oregon versus number seven Arizona. Yeah, dude. What? <laughs> Just it's it, we, we've come a long way from that from that era. Yeah, we have. So I think um, that's a potential upset thing to look out for. I mean, for what it's um, worth, with USC, I'm I'm kind of now of the opinion that like USC, obviously extremely talented team, extremely high ceiling, you know. But the but thing it's a Lincoln is, Riley team. It's stinking Lincoln. <laughs> it's it's that Bowlesville West and. I think this team, like, at times has potential to just kind of, like, not really care. You know what I mean? Like, they like against Oregon State this year, they almost lost on the road. Because, um, you know what I mean? Like, this is going to be at Arizona. The reality is, dude, these, these USC players, like, they're living a Hollywood lifestyle. You know what I mean? They're, they're probably, as we speak, somewhere on the beach just hanging out. You know what I mean? And when they need to show up and they need to play well, they can. And they, they certainly would like to. It's not like they're opposed to, like being a good team and being good athletes, but, like, listen, dude, they get distracted. You know what I mean? Like, they're busy out partying and stuff, and they can get caught off guard. I could see them getting that caught off guard. That didn't stop Reggie Bush, but I get what you mean. It didn't you know, stop you know Reggie I mean? Bush. I mean, <laughs> that, that, you know why, though? You know why? Pete Carroll, dude. I think it's time. Because Pete Carroll's really good. Pete I think Carroll's it's time. Really good. We look back, dude. I think Saban's the GOAT, obviously, and people talk so highly of Belichick, but I think Pete Carroll might be one of the best coaches of our generation. Like, honestly, in hindsight, look at Russell Wilson. I'm, I hate to say this, as he's a former Wisconsin guy. You look at how just terrible Russell has been at Denver since leaving uh, oh, the Seahawks. Man. It makes you wonder, dude, in hindsight, how much of that, you know, the back-to-back Super Bowl appearances, how much of that was Pete? He's even you know? pissing his teammates off, too. You know what I mean? I, 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 yeah. And the fact that the Seahawks are actually decent this year after losing They're Russell. They're 4-3. and three. I mean, I thought they'd be tanking. They're 4-3. Four 4-3 three. Four and three is not tanking. Dude. I mean, yeah. Pete Carroll tamed the beast that is USC, and I, I, I still, I think the jury's still out if Stinkin' Lincoln could do exactly that as well. He's it's decent, just the problem but, with like, yeah. yeah, the the defense, like, it's everywhere he goes. It's just like the defense is just not a focus of his team. It's confusing. It's confusing. It's confusing. It's just. But hey, know, de- I, I, I hate to say defense wins championships, but let's, it, does. It, does, it, does, it does, guys. It does. It does. Georgia did it last year. It does. Let's face it. Yeah. It's the beach, dude. It's the beach. Like it, it just, in my mind, it comes down to that. It's, he's on the beach. He's there for vacation. So. Uh, Cincinnati UCF. UCF is favored to upset number 20 Cincinnati. What's the deal with UCF this year? I mean, it seems like they kind of, you know, have been under everyone's radar despite being the G5 sweetheart for so many years. Um, they're 5-2. Five and 5-2. and two. I mean, this is a theoretically good team, though they did just lose by quite a bit at East Carolina. Yeah, um, that was a – now, Grant, East Carolina has a goaded running back. This yeah. Keaton Mitchell for East Carolina is unreal, dude. I don't know what to make of this. I, I, for what it's worth, I think this could be a fairly exciting game. I mean, these are two of the these are like the two premier G five programs. I mean, soon this will be a Big Twelve game in a couple of years, which is wild to think about. I mean, they're getting a prime two slot. They're getting a yeah. they're getting a two thirty slot Great tomorrow. Team. I mean, Cincinnati as well, another team that I mean, they lost that one game um, opening at to Arkansas. Arkansas, and since then have very quietly won six of their, their just their last six games. I, I get versus nobodies, but. It's just kind of the nature of the beast of the G5. You know, you know I mean? winning is winning. You know, I'll, I'll give Cincinnati credit for being on a six-game win streak, it's, especially it's, since this is an off year for Cincinnati. It's, with it's a the rebuilding they year. They, 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 they had, like, the third most NFL draft picks last year. Sauce yeah. Gardner, hate to say it, lighten it up. I mean, they're a legit Against program. your team. Against I your know, team. I know. I hate the man. <laughs> but, um, like, obviously, like, they're, what they did last year was no fluke. It's just yeah. this year, like they're clearly rebuilding, and it'll be exciting to see where they go in the next few years. Yeah. And hey, they're rebuilding, and they're six and one, and they're rebuilding. That's that's impressive. I don't care who you are. I don't care what yeah, I'll take you that. play in. Yeah, I'll take good. that. That's good. So, but um, yeah, 
game to look for. A lot oh. of games. Again, it's another 2.30 slot game, dude. A lot yeah. of games going on then, so come hungry. Just a quick shout-out to South Carolina. Um, go Cox. They're ranked 25th. Let's Sh- go. Shouts out to Hashbrown132 for holding down the And shout-out to Shane Beamer. He's a good coach, man. Uh, I'm indifferent, but um, I, I, li- could go on <laughs> I like South Carolina as a whole. Uh, all right, then. So, yeah, the top 10s. Um, you said you made yours? I did make my top 10. Interesting. I made mine. Unfortunately, no Randy here this week, um, too. You know, share us with his. I'm sure, I'm sure he's got some hot takes as well. But how about this? Let's just go um, top to bottom, if that works for you. We'll just do like one, one, two, two, three, three. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, and I hate to say it, I, I find as the season is going on, maybe my takes are getting a little bit more tame. I don't think anything this week is too controversial, even from my standards. But we'll see. Yeah, hey, the beach thing was great. The beach thing was really great. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that's, I, he's, that beach out west. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's all. Yeah, I'm the saying. beach out west. Um, at number one, at number one, kicking it off, surprise, surprise, I've got Tennessee, the Volunteers. Um, we'll see if that holds this week. I mean, even if they win, like, if they really are the best team in the nation, I want them to win and have a convincing win against Kentucky. Uh, but as it yeah, stands, I, I think they're the best. I think that Kentucky will be a little bit close, but I think Tennessee, That there's nothing wrong with that. But I actually have Ohio State at number one. Fair enough. I do because unlike Alabama, we actually don't get a hundred penalties a game and we win by <laughs> very 30. disciplined team. Very so, focused. Team. Although I will be fair, Alabama played a clean game against Mississippi State, Mississippi so I have State. to I have I have to be I have to be fair, guy ninety seven a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> but you know. I don't like Alabama, but I have to, you Who know. Knows? Yeah, I get that. <laughs> uh, and number two, I've got the Buckeyes for all the reasons you said. I mean, they're probably the most complete team in the nation. I think that's fair to say. Um, I, I mean, really, the, the box score has suggested it so far. I can't think of really any glaring weaknesses, um, but I mean, who knows, man? Who knows? It seems my, my gripe with Ohio State more so is just, and no offense, this is more of, a, more of a big picture thing. It seems like they always just choke at some point late in the year, be it against Michigan last year or the first round of the playoffs or even the national title. At some point, it just feels like they choke, and I, I, it's hard to explain, but you know what I mean? Yeah, to be fair, though, a lot of programs would like to go to a national championship. No, for joke. sure. I mean, I, I would not be complaining. But yeah. but it is Ohio State, and the standards are looked at different, and for as sure, they should obviously. be. Yeah, of course. So that's a valid uh, criticism. Um, oh, I didn't say my number two yet, did yeah, I? Yeah, on me. Uh, I got Georgia at number two oh, um, as a hesitant number two. As a hesitant, nice. measured number two, I think they still deserve it because, after all, they're coming off a national championship. That's it. Undefeated. So I have a little ahead yeah, Tennessee. Yeah. At number three, uh, a team I know you love and, and respect very greatly. I got Michigan. Um, I think they're no up there with Ohio that. State as being a very complete team. Only real sus thing about them, I think, is their passing game. It's not bad. It's just maybe not quite elite, but they have a great It hasn't defense. been tested because they haven't had to pass it. Yeah, and they have, a, they have an elite running type of team, which I, I really like. I like seeing um, that. It's, they have a duo of backs. Yeah, it's. I mean, that can be dangerous for teams that can get caught off guard by that kind of thing. So I really like where Michigan is heading. Dude, the game this year is going to be so hype. I mean, they're both yeah. going to be undefeated. So that, that'll and, be it'll, and it'll be the revenge story in Columbus. We'll it's going to be rocking. We'll see. 100,000. It's going to be a full house. It'll be insane. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, number uh, three, I have Tennessee. Um, the only that again, the only reason I have Georgia one above Tennessee is because simply of last year. It's a right. it's last year recency bias, whatever. But it's the right, only reason I have Georgia fair. take over. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, at least we're in agreement, like for more or less, kind of these top yeah. teams here. At number four, I've got. Oh, it pains me to say this. It really does because they're a one-loss team. But I've got Alabama. 
Um, I number to, four, I also got Alabama number four. I had, yeah, I had to punish them <laughs> one week. But, I mean, they, the reality is, like, they're still Bama. And if they went out, they are obviously a playoff team. Hell, they could still potentially be a one seed. I mean, it's Bama. Um, the thing is, though, they do have some legit tests ahead of them. Um, I think LSU will be a tough team. And whoever they face in the SEC championship, be it, you know, versus Georgia or versus Tennessee, it's going to be tough. So, you know, plenty of room for them to improve, but also plenty of room for them to fall. Should be fun to right. see. Right. And Alabama, they're a little their offense is, is Jekyll and Hyde because Bryce Young Wise had a great year. The he's play not, calling for them is so yeah. weird. The play calling for Alabama is really weird. I mean, they're still the elite. Yeah, he's not had the Heisman season like he had last year. I don't think he was right. the Heisman again. Um Great. The wide receiver core is kind of young and kind of mm-hmm. been, you know, hit and miss by their lofty standards, mind you. I'm saying that by their standards. Well, it's of been course. Hit it's all miss. relative. Totally. Totally. Right. But yeah, we're both in agreement. But it's four. Alabama. I have a number four. It's Alabama. We know. Right. We know. <laughs> At number five, and this pains me to do it. This, it, it, it really it kills me to have to put them here. <sighs> I've got the Georgia Bulldogs, and it's it's mostly just due to the nature of like we are running real real thin on undefeated teams at this point. You know what I mean? We are real thin, and I I, I just I don't like TCU. I don't like Clemson enough to put them over Georgia. Um, so. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give Georgia the buy on this one. I think they're good. They're a good team, a very sus team that I think will be exposed this week. So keep an eye out for that. Do you think they'll be exposed and maybe a win? Well, yeah, that's, that's that's fair. I think regardless they'll be exposed. I think regardless they're gonna play sloppy and and, and not show up well. Because no one exposes himself in a win better than Clemson does right now. That's true, but Georgia's <laughs> not far off. Honestly, Kent State, say no more. Okay. <laughs> Someone's gonna get so bad. Drex is typing in the chat, right? Dude, it's now. Kent State. Like, I'm sorry. Like that, there is no excuse. There is no excuse how poorly they played against Kent State, followed up by Missouri. They almost lost to Missouri. Auburn beat Missouri. It's inexcusable. I mean, I, I, yeah. I'm actually gonna go kind of on like a 30 second rant here. When I'm evaluating teams, ahead. like obviously ceiling is important, but dude, the floor is also extremely relevant. Okay. The reason Ohio State's always so good is because they really don't have much of a floor. They have a really high floor. Alabama has a really, really high floor. Like Alabama, at even the higher worst, than us, to be honest. They're Alabama even than at the Ohio worst State. is still really dang good. But Georgia, what the hell? Like if Georgia just decides to, they'll, they'll look like a really mid team out of nowhere, unpredictably. That's sus. That's not elite. That's not going to win you games, dude. Down the stretch. So yeah, I, I have to punish them for playing poorly. It's just reality. To be fair about the Kent State game. From what I've heard and what I saw, Lad McConkey had fumbles that gave Kent oh that gave God. Kent State good field position. And they had they Georgia had some fumbles. I just but I can't I it doesn't matter. Like I'm sorry. Like, all right, all right. I, I, I no just want to point the data out. You do what you want with the data. I just want to put the data out. Stats nerds That's be it. damned. I'm sorry. It's just I can't accept it. R.I.P. Terse. <laughs> R.I.P. Terse. Terse and Fred Rank have just been <laughs> shat on. Goodness. <laughs> no, nah, I love them, though. But still. <laughs> uh, who do you got at five? <laughs> um, at five, I have Michigan. I should have them higher. I know. Nah, it's all relative at this point. It's all. Yeah. But I have to put them somewhere with the number. Understandable. And add some other teams on my mind. Listen, there's, there's a lot of good teams this year, guys. A lot of good teams. It's hard, yeah. it's, hard to get the, it's hard to get everyone in the quote-unquote right spot. True. Well, we agree on the top five teams, it looks like. In my mind, though, it kind of does start to drop off a little bit after these top five. After my five, it definitely does drop off. At number six, I've got the Oregon Ducks. 
I've got Oregon. <laughs> I have the Oregon Ducks, too. Now, for what it's worth, man, they have a lot of momentum. A lot of momentum. Just kind of a big win against UCLA. Um, Out of nowhere momentum from week one. Yeah, I mean, the, again, in hindsight, dude, it's, it was week one, man. It was week one. Like, I am willing to forgive them. And if they win out, which it looks like they very much can win out, I think they should be a playoff team. If, if Oregon wins out and wins the Pac-12, put them in the playoffs. No questions asked. I like the Ducks. I like the Oregon, too, but they're not going to win out because it's the Pac-12, dude. They'll find a way to cannibalize themselves at the end. I'm telling you, I see plenty of games in their schedule still where I'm like, hmm, they could screw up there, 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 or there, or there. Same applies for UCLA, by the way. The same logic applies for them. True. It's it's the Pac-12 for you. Right. Um, Yeah, my number six is Oregon as well. Uh, What's your number seven? All right. right. (laughs) Lovely. For all the same reasons, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, At number seven, I've got Oklahoma State. My current favorite to win the Big 12. A little bit sus, a little bit, you know, shaky. I'm not going to put them on a high pedestal, but I see the potential. I see the room to, to be a playoff team. They just got to win out, dude. They can't, they cannot choke it again this year. They, they have to win out and actually win the Big 12. They do. I, I can't poke holes in that pick at all, but I will say one thing. Oklahoma State does have the close game edge. That You know, it's one that, that's a good trait to have. Oklahoma yeah, State, they've deep. played some... They've played some must-watch football games so sure. far this year. We're like, I'm talking edge of your seat stuff, even against yeah. Texas at yeah, the end. For sure. So, my number seven though is on the other side of the Big Twelve. I have TCU at number seven. And I know you're a little down on TCU. Well, I mean, you know. But it's their quarterback, that Max Duggan. Max Duggan. That Max Duggan. He's really good. He is a. He's a hot shot out there, man. Okay. Maybe my problem is I haven't watched enough TCU. But for what it's worth, at number eight. I've got them there. I got TCU at eight, Horned Frogs at eight. Um, and again, it kind of kills me to put them here. But l- let's face it, man, they're seven and zero. Looking ahead, like yeah, like if 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 they win out, they you know they make the playoffs. Like it's 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 a reality I have to respect to some degree. And looking ahead, they don't play any more ranked teams the rest of the season, at least currently right. um, on ranked teams. So there's still time winnable. for them to screw up, but they don't screw very up. Very winnable, very winnable. Who do you got at eight? Um, regrettably at eight, I have Clemson. Oh my God, dude. I have Clemson only because of the fact that, you know, (laughs) listen, they're in the ACC and even though the ACC is not great, they are, they are undefeated and I got to slot them somewhere. True, true. But yeah, it's just my question with Clemson just is, I hope the, our hope should be just for like a minute here. I'll say this. Just my, our hope should be is that the committee keeps on track because so far the committee has been dinging Clemson by not putting them in the as top four as they, as they should so we have to hope that that rate continues because I, you know what I, I, just, think, I, I don't I, I yeah. don't want this team to play on in January no, 1st no, I don't want to not. there's no world where they should and I think what really what upsets me the most dude is I get the I get this vibe from Clemson fans that they don't they don't see what's wrong they don't see the house burning down behind the scenes they don't see the cracks in the pavement you know, it, it, they just think it's business as usual. This is this good old Clemson. They're going to come in and beat Bama in the national title again. This this is not that team, dog. This it's team not, is there's, so there's no Trevor fraudulent. Lawrence. There's no just there's, there's no, no Trevor T-Law. Lawrence or Deshaun there's Watson. No there's no no yeah. Deshaun. Yeah. DJ Pooh ain't going to do it, dude. He's not going to get it done. So if you know, if if they had the, the 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 grit, let's just say, to start their backup, I'm forgetting his name right now. The other guy that uh, came in, uh, Cade Klubnik. Cade Klubnik. If Klubnik was the starter next week, and they had him the start of the rest of the season, and he looked good, I might think differently. I would think differently. But DJ Pooh, as it stands, cannot get it done, will not get him done. Get him out of here, dude. They do not belong in the playoff spot. It, it, it just it, it sickens me. It sickens me. 
And Dabo already gave his vote of confidence for DJ. DJ is going to start next week. D- Dabo kind of snapped back at a reporter for Dabo, asking about it. It's his pr- his pride's on the line, dude. Because DJ is, is his boy. He was such a highly touted recruit. You know, yeah. he he wants he wants to continue this legacy of you know Deshaun, you know, before the whole rape thing, and and, and T Law. He wants to have this like continual hot streak of like great quarterbacks, you know, Heisman caliber quarterbacks. Right. But this ain't it, dog. This ain't it. Move on. You got another good guy. Move on. Yeah. God, I'm lit up right now. <laughs> yeah, it's just Cle- Clemson. It's just now. Granted, you know they remind me of 2014 Florida State. We yeah, want them to yeah, lose, but they totally, kept pulling it out. Totally. 2014 Florida State was, man, the blue balls. Sus. sus. They're they, still blue. <laughs> they're still. They've never recovered. They've never. Recovered they've never recovered. Eight eight years ago. Eight years ago, it's on my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at number nine, uh, I've got that beach out west. I got USC. Yep, yep. I know. I know. I, I know. All right, I don't mean to spoil, but I don't even have USC in my top ten. I mean, we and are you have them the end, for what it's worth. I mean, well, who do you have at nine? Who do you have at nine? At nine, I have Oklahoma State at nine. Okay. All right. I, for what it's worth, man, for what it's worth, I mean, if, if Oregon doesn't win the Pac-12, USC will. And so one of these two teams is going probably to a New York Six. Maybe not playoffs, but there's certainly a New York Six team. Um, so what's wrong with Utah? You don't have Utah in your discussion I'm, for the well, Pac-12. Six and two, man, and I'm kind of a hater. I mean, they barely survived Washington State last night. It's Friday, by the way. Normally, we record these on Thursdays. I, yeah, know, Utah has been kind of they've been sussy, dude. Here's the deal: like they, a lot of their wins have been way too close for comfort. They barely beat Washington State. They barely survived USC. So has USC. I'm, I'm just it's sus. I, they're sus, and they, they still have to play at Oregon. There's no way Utah's beating Oregon on the road. I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. So uh, Utah, they're going to the Great Rates Bowl this year. Uh, whatever. It, it, they're they're not the Pac-12 champion again. Okay. The so Great Rate Bowl is that what you said? Whatever is like a mid Pac-12 bowl. It's that's where they're going. Great, the Great Rate. Bowl. <laughs> I'm just making these off now, probably. That's uh, pretty good. <laughs> is that a real bowl? I'm looking this up now. Let's see here. You probably just spoke it into existence. Is probably what you. Oh, just I think I'm thinking of the guaranteed Rate Bowl. I'm thinking of the guaranteed Rate Bowl. Oh, there is a guaranteed Rate Bowl. <laughs> Sadly, <laughs> that's a Big Ten versus Big Twelve bowl game but <laughs> that's funny oh. that's funny uh, <laughs> we got one more to we got one more number to say yeah yeah wait who do you who's your nine again who's your nine uh, my nine was oklahoma state right right right. okay at number 10 i you know i just talked so much trash about this team i did i just talked so much and i had to do a lot of soul searching for this dude i'm gonna be honest <sighs> but for the first time was a tough spot that was a tough spot 10, for the first time this entire year at number 10 and this is really just like a, a um, what's the word I'm looking for, dude? It had to be done. I've got Clemson. I've got Clemson in my top ten. Oh, the only logic, me. the only logic I had in my top ten for, as I said earlier, was because they were undefeated, power yeah. five in the ACC. I know that's the only logic oh. I had for putting Clemson in my top ten. It's just it it it, it hurt. This, this spot has hurt me more than any other team this entire season. I want to make that very clear. Yeah, ten's a tough spot this year. Jesus, it's a tough spot. Um, but yeah, I, I, it, they're undefeated, man. They're gonna win out. It, it, it's just, it's just, just please don't put them in the playoffs, please. That's all I ask. Well, hope, hope South Carolina can pull off an upset. Yeah, I think they could, dude. That's a good point. You know, Spencer I, I, Rattler is still a little bit sus to me, but he's, he's better than DJ Pooh. He is. He, so, he really, yeah. he, he is yeah, for sure, for sure. 
Who do you got at 10? You know, I have Penn State at 10. Oh! <laughs> no freaking way, dude. The, the wow. Michigan loss, you might think the Michigan loss should have bothered me enough mm-hmm. to say Penn State's not that great after yeah. their blowout loss to Michigan and put them out of the top 10. But, right. you know, the the real the, the IRL in real life committee has them 13. I got them 10. Wait. You're because, just doing honest, this so it makes Ohio State look good. Well, well okay. I'm going to say this real now, right now. Some people are going to get pissed. <laughs> the committee should care about strength of schedule, but they obviously don't, right? Yeah, of course. So they're not going to they're not going to care if Ohio State plays cupcakes anyway. That's true. That's Even true. though they should. Right. I don't I you know I know it sounds like I'm cocky saying that, but that's just that's the way the cookie so crumbles, goes. guys. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't make the rules. Yeah. They do. Yeah. But it wouldn't make Ohio State look any better. I mean, I mean, I mean 13 for, for, at 10. For what it's no. worth, like I think like so Penn State's going to lose obviously. My fear for Penn State is they're going to they'll be like 6 and 2 with losses to Michigan and Ohio State, literally two of the best teams in the entire nation, literally two playoff caliber teams. And and Penn State might be unranked at that point. Like if they're ranked, they'll be like 22 or 23, you know. People are sleeping on them. The reality is, dude, Penn State's still going 10 and 2. They're going to win out after Ohio, after Ohio State. Like yeah, this team are. in my mind should be a New York Six at least contender. They should be at least in the conversation for like the Cotton Bowl or something, right? But I fear they're not going to be. I fear they're not going to get the respect that they deserve. This is a really good team. So, you know, hats off for putting them in the top 10. I, I respect yeah, and, that. And just real quick about Penn State, too. Remember how in August, when we were talking about the rankings, mm-hmm. how we thought it was BS Penn State wasn't ranked in the preseason oh, rankings? Yeah. It was absurd. And guess what? We were proven right yeah. months later about time that. Time Everyone was right about that. Yeah, we called it. So, I mean, yeah, we, called is, it. we called it having a great offense, which is exactly the case. They put up 45 points last week against Minnesota. And, for and through, the through the air. Through the they're air. They're going to put up yeah. points against Ohio State. It won't be enough, but they're going to look confident. They're going to have a pulse and probably give Ohio State at least somewhat of a – like Ohio State needs to at least like, you know, wake up and eat their Wheaties that morning. You know what I'm saying? They don't need to, you know, they can't get It's going to be an uh, ugly 11 a.m. Yeah. game for the first quarter and a half. I and, think and both is, quarterbacks are going to look is, awful. That is more than pretty much any other team can say against Ohio State. I mean, no one else other than Notre Dame, I guess, in week one has even remotely challenged Ohio State. So – yeah, I, I think if Penn State can keep it within like 14, hell, if they can cover the spread, that's a moral win in my mind. That I, I would probably rank them top 10 after that and think to that kind of thing. Because Ohio State this year, dude, is lethal. They are so dang good, it's unreal. It is unreal. I will say, the offense does make me just be like, wow. I mean, our offense, we look like 2020 Alabama. Yeah, yeah. Offensively, you know, just with the deep ball thing everywhere. I mean, it's weird. Like, C.J. Stroud is the most talented quarterback in the nation in my mind. But he's probably not going to win the Heisman, assuming Hendon Hooker wins out. You know what I mean? Um, right. And it's because the reason yeah. to have Hendon Hooker over CJ right now is simply because Hendon Hooker has played Alabama and beat Alabama, and yeah. CJ Stroud has not done that. So CJ Stroud kind of, is expected to succeed, whereas Hendon Hooker kind of came out of nowhere. You know what I mean? I mean, remember? I remember he was he was pretty bad at Virginia Tech. Yeah, just a random Virginia Tech quarterback goes to Tennessee of all programs, and someone lights it up. Yeah. it's wild. It's, it doesn't. And make sense. Virginia Tech blows a lead last night. Virginia Tech, they blew a big lead last night. I guess that was heartbreaking. Another sus team, dude. The, the ACC makes me mad. It it makes me mad. It really it does. does. It really does. I mean, people think Wake Forest is ten because just for Clemson's sake, and that could be the case. That could be the case. That's why Wake is at ten. But I'm yeah, sorry. it's just Clemson. Yeah, sad, sad if, if if Clemson played Alabama, I would root for uh, Alabama. Yeah, actually, which is saying a lot because 
And I'm an Auburn fan too, by the way. Yeah. And they're a they're a train wreck. I just oh, I, I don't like I don't like fraudulent teams. I've never liked them. It's always been some of my most hated teams. And for what it's worth, Alabama is not fraudulent. You know what I mean? Even they're if, not. They're just they're just yeah. a little suspect in areas. I mean, yeah. So Alabama, that's, yeah. That's the thing about Bama. I think that really separates them from everyone else. Even perhaps, dare I say, your Buckeyes is I think year in year out consistently, Bama is never fraudulent. There never is like a. Yeah. They're just barely surviving, hanging off the skin of their teeth. Right. When they win, they win big. You know, that's that's the Alabama way. So, um, man, that guy, I, I I really appreciate you subbing in for Randy. This has been fun, fun discussion. No this was uh, a really fun podcast. It's a fun podcast, dude. We're gonna kick off a Friday. Boom, bop, dude, and a big week here again. Again, a lot of a lot of very front heavy morning. You know, big morning. For Saturday, hopefully, um, and a great sickos game at two thirty. Great by sickos the way. game. I will definitely have that um, on the on my phone, keeping track because I don't want to like watch it necessarily, but I want to watch the highlights for when there's like right. five or six fumbles each team. You know, so that should be fun. Oh, and can I just go on like like just a, a thirty oh, second little please, thing? Real please, quick. please. To all members of CFB or abroad, mm-hmm. stop asking in Discord what the score of a game is. Oh my God! There, listen, it is 2022. There are score apps you can use to track games. You don't need to like buy a bunch of TV sets for your room. Mm-hmm. It is not 2004. Please go to your app store, whether it's Google Play or iOS, and get a score app. Thank you. And while we're at it, can we stop spoiling scores? If you're the kind of if you're the guy who who lives in Britain and doesn't have the 15 second delay. And knows if there's going to be a touchdown or not before anyone else in the server. Yeah. Please don't say this. I'm begging you. I mean, I, 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 I digress. Yeah. <laughs> etiquette, it's folks. Etiquette. It's <laughs> <laughs> all I'm asking for. For real. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this. It's a bye week for Wisconsin. Um, I'm going home to Green Bay this weekend. Actually, leaving out tonight. Um, a bye week so, for Bama and LSU as well. By I'm the looking way, forward to just like that. literally staying at home and like ordering some pizza, chilling out with my dad, and just like watching football the entire day. It should be pretty fun. I love that. I do that with my dad all the time. It's it's my, really one of those moments it, where it's, it's just it's I love father son bonding. My dad loves college football, so always fun. Um, yes, fun Heck episode yeah. once again. Thank you, that guy, and thank you all for listening in, tuning into the Jim Podcast or that guy cast. I don't know. We need yeah. All, well. I, it's it's the Jim podcast, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm just happy point, to be I mean, here. I'm happy weird. to be here. It's, I mean, at this point, we really can't rebrand Jimotopia. It's its own thing. But like, folks, it's not about me. You know that. Like, it's a, it's the community at this point. You know? But so humble, so humble. But I digress. Once again, thank you, and as always, uh, go Buckeyes. Yes, go Bucks. O H I O.